And now, it's time for the only show that doesn't care about ratings, Witness Radio, with your host, Ryan Muniak. Welcome to Witness Radio, the only show that doesn't care about ratings. Why don't we care? Because our sole purpose is to save souls. On purpose. This is a show focused on biblical evangelism, or sharing your faith the same way Jesus did. He used the law of God to show people their need for a Savior, their need for grace. I do the same by interviewing people on the street and look for opportunities to present the gospel. You can find more episodes at witnesstalkradio.org. That's witnesstalkradio.org. Today, I'm talking with Emmanuel. He's a professing Christian that attends the University of Cincinnati. I started by asking him about the biggest question giveaway on campus and found out that he's riding the fence of universalism. Listen closely and see if his comments raise any red flags in your mind. Hey, man, can I talk to you on the radio while you're eating? All right, what's your name? Emmanuel. Emmanuel? Yes. Okay, Emmanuel. Uh, there was a DVD that was being given away on campus yesterday mm-hmm. called The Biggest Question. Did you get a copy of that? No, I did not. Okay. Take a wild guess. What is the biggest question? About in like what context as far as? The biggest question you can think of. The most important question. The formation of the earth. That might be the biggest question. I can think of it right now, yeah. What do you mean by the formation of the Earth? Like, how was it formed, or? Yeah, you you got uh, forgot the guy's name that debated Bill Nye the Science Guy. Oh, yeah. I'm a, Bill Nye and Ken Ham. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I'm about the formation of the Earth. So I mean, that would be a good topic. So. Okay. So, so how was the Earth created? Well, that's that's the big question. I believe okay. so. You know, that's up for discussion. So. Okay. Well, that, that's a good question. That's a big question. I, I don't know if it's the biggest question, but that is a big question. What were your thoughts on that debate, by the way? Do you, do you think uh, Bill Nye was uh, more in the right or Ken Ham? I mean, they both had some solid uh, solid points, solid argu- arguments, but, um, you know, we will never know, I would guess, you know, so I guess there would be more debates. So it's more debates, you know, more findings and different things of that nature. So, yeah. Well, you know, the... Uh, the thing is, you know, we don't have anyone alive that was here mm-hmm. or that was there when the earth was created. Right. You know, whether it was 6,000 years or 6 billion years, mm-hmm. you know, there's no one still alive today that was there at the creation of the earth. Mm-hmm. But, as Ken Ham said, uh-huh. there is a book, uh-huh. right? And that book says that God created the earth mm-hmm. and he did it in six days. Mm-hmm. Um, now, evolution, uh, you know, they, they say that the Earth was created by chance random processes, you know, over billions of years, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, it just kind of happened. Mm-hmm. So, what makes more sense to you, uh, 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 an intelligent being creating everything, or nothing creating everything? I mean, well, that's, it creates a conflict of interest because you're debating the unknown. So it's not, I guess, about who's right and who's wrong. I mean, at this point, it's about who has the solid argument. But my my take on it would be just to tune in for more further discussions because this is a, it is a strenuous and a difficult topic to debate. But who knows? Most like you never know. So that's that's my take on it. So. Let me let me pose this uh analogy to you real quick okay 
this building here, this is the Student Life Center, right? Okay. Uh, do you know that someone built that? Someone built it? Yeah. Okay. How do you know that someone built that building? How do you know that there was a builder? Oh, of course, you know, <laughs> looking at the architecture, I mean, you have to lay down the blueprint before you begin any any uh, major project, such as a building, so, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Would you say that the uh, builder for that building was intelligent? Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Uh, intelligent, and he had a purpose for what he was doing, so. Um. Now, let's go back to creation, okay? We, we see plants and trees, birds in the sky. We see Emmanuel standing here talking to me. Uh, got all this fancy uh, audio equipment here. <laughs> me eating the oatmeal cream pie, you know. <laughs> One of the best creations of mankind. Hey, probably. <laughs> so, uh, how do we know that there was something intelligent that created us? Well, I mean, this, uh, in, in regards to the earth, I mean, just everything around us, nature itself, you know, is, you know, it, it either is by coincidence or. You, you never know. I mean, there's a lot of facts and a lot of books uh, out there that explains, you know, possibly how the Earth was formed and different things. But, you know, it's this this world around us is very creative in a sense. You know, you understand that, you know, I give you an example, water, you know, 70% of the Earth is water. So, you know, we need that on a daily basis. So, where the water come in type of thing, you know, so everything is kind of related to one another. So, but that's what at least this discussion to be one of the most highly debated and very, 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 uh, strenuous topic I would say so and you know there's an answer to that question too where did the water come from mm -hmm. from that same book mm -hmm. uh, it came from Noah's flood <laughs> yeah so <laughs> so hey. alright well let, let's move on from the creation topic here okay. okay and let's get to that biggest question okay. that I was talking about okay. so the biggest question that's posed on the DVD mm -hmm. is what's going to happen to us when we die I guess that's also uh, highly debated as well. Well, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah so, I mean, uh, What about you, Emmanuel? What are your thoughts? What's going to happen to you when you die? What's going to happen to me? I mean, only the Heavenly Father knows. You know, he judges all, all the same. And um, what's going to happen to me as far as in the earth? Or, I mean, of course, I believe in the heaven and the hell. And uh, so, if you live right, you know live right through him, the Heavenly Father. I mean, you may have a destination you're going to look forward to in the afterlife. So that's my, that's my take on that. Um, are, are you a Christian? Yes. Okay. So, yeah. And uh, Baptist, to be more specific. So, Well, I'm, I'm, I, I'm a little drawn, yeah. a little taken aback because you're, you're not uh, firm on what the Bible says for, for creation there. Why, why is that? I mean, well, no, it's... Uh, I answered the question in regards to, I mean, because this is a debated topic, you know, everyone ha has a solid argument, you know, my premise is correct and yours is wrong type of thing. So, I mean, it's, you never know, but, you know, sometimes it's not about, you know, about really the facts, it's about more about believing. So, that's that's my take on it. So, I, I try not to really be biased on it because I am a Christian, I am Baptist, so I try to answer it universally if I'm... Well, you know, you uh, you made a statement there, you know, one one is about facts. One is about belief. Yeah. Uh, where are the facts for evolution? The facts for evolutions. I mean, I, I I've seen a lot of 
people's beliefs on evolution, but I've not seen any facts. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, facts, I mean, you... Like, I can ask, 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 you, ask you the question about how does something become a fact. You know, if a lot of people say the same thing, you too towards to believe, you, you tend to believe it, you know. And you have tangible evidence on believing if that's true or not. So, but as far as the evolution purposes, um, you know, it's books, classes, it's a lot of different resources out there that's really going towards that, that phenomenon. So that's eh, very interesting. Let me ask you this. Um Emmanuel, uh, do you know of uh, anywhere uh, in the Bible that's that's been proven wrong or false? No, no, because it's that's that's that is the word of God, and you you don't you don't tend that you do not fault and you don't disbelieve. You you have to believe in it. You know whether it's it questions your you know your your conscience or whatever. So you have to really. You have to really believe is to break it all down. So it's 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 tough, but you if you believe and carry it out, you'll be fine. So. Right, next question for you: uh, Do you know of uh, science books at all that have uh, had wrong information where they've been proven false and oh, yeah, had to course. be updated? Yeah, of course, because there's always new findings, you know. So I mean, what? Give you them so what we may discover possibly in the 1800s. You know, it's going to be different different in the 21st century. So I mean, it's, there's always new information as technology improves. You know, we can do more, find more. So I mean, that's it's always in our day and age. We can always go back and challenge. You know, what's been found and you know what's been discovered back in the heyday. So I mean, yeah, yeah there's there's all there's been a lot of uh, scientific information that's been proven wrong, and it's I'm pretty sure there's still some today. You know, but it's it's a working matter. So that's my take on that. So. Which are you going to put your trust in more, man's word or God's word? Um, automatically God's word, you know, because you understand that there's things around you that happen to you and you may not know why it's happening. So, I mean, you just don't, you don't know. You don't have any tangible evidence of understanding why something may happen. So that's when you believe in a, you have a faith, you know, you have a, you have a foundation in which you can go back on something like, well, I may not understand, but I believe, you know. So, of course, I would definitely go to the Heavenly Father for us, you know why things happen and why it don't so yeah so uh emmanuel how often do you read your bible um i actually have it on my phone yeah i don't read it as much as i know i should have should but uh about once a week so i actually go to a bible study here on campus every thursday so yeah we break down you know different uh different uh, parts of the bible so from old to new testament so yeah that's with you reading the bible mm-hmm. on a regular you know Try to read it. Uh, encourage you to read it, you know, on a daily basis. Yeah, of course. You know, because it's it's God's word to you. Mm-hmm. You know, how do we know what God wants from us unless we're reading His word? You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Are you tired of just sitting there listening to the gospel being shared and want to do your part to fulfill the Great Commission? Then stand up and step out of your comfort zone by joining us at these upcoming outreaches. Abortion Prevention. Every Monday from noon to 2, we will be at the Planned Parenthood on Auburn Avenue. Christian Collegiate Network Bible Fellowship, Thursday, starting at 1230 on the UC campus. Great Homeschool Convention. We'll be running the Living Waters booth from April 24th through the 26th in Cincinnati, Ohio. Ohio Fire, May 30th through the 31st. Join us at this free conference. Speakers include Mark Spence and Carl Kirby Jr. 
For more information, find us on Facebook or visit witnesstalkradio.org. One more question. Uh, what happens, well, maybe, maybe a couple more, but what, what happens uh, to someone uh, after they die if they're not a Christian? I mean, well, I'm not the one to judge that. That's, that's up to the Heavenly Father himself, nor to judge everybody based on the things they did here on this earth and, and, their, and their belief in him. You know, so it's when when you get into the the, the argument and discussion about sin, you, you know, if you think about that's a murder, and if you're not a murderer, you automatically assume there may be deemed for hell. But you, you never know. You're not allowed to judge that person. Only the heavenly Father judges him or her. You know, so that's, that's my take. So now you were talking about uh, the about God judging yeah. people uh, based on their sins. Uh, what do you uh, do? You know what kind of standard he's going to use? Like what what sins? He's going to judge again? Yeah, because, I mean, as much as we strive to, you know, we we are supposed to, according to the Bible, you know, be like him or we are children of God, you know, but we will never know how he thinks, you know, because he is, of course, different from us. So, you know, it's that would be definitely a difficult question to answer, and maybe it's a question that's not for an answer because it's, it's his belief, you know, and, and it's, it's his way, and we we don't know, so... <laughs> I, I want to disagree with you because okay, I, I, I think there is a way that we can know what his standard is. Uh-huh. Uh, have you heard of the Ten Commandments? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, that's that was something that he laid down. You know, the moral law mm-hmm. that he wrote on the hearts of every person, Christian or not, it's on everyone's heart. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone knows inside them, inside of themselves, mm-hmm. they know when they lie, they've done something wrong. Uh-huh. Every time they've stolen, mm-hmm. they've done something wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, they're. Even if they haven't been taught that it's wrong or taught that it's right yet, mm-hmm. they know. I mean, I've got a two-year-old and a one-year-old at mm-hmm. home, mm-hmm. and, you know, no one taught them how to lie. Mm-hmm. They still lie. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I, I asked my, my uh, oldest daughter, did you bite your sister? Uh-huh. And she says, no. And I look at her, and I say, did you bite your sister? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what you just did was lying and that's wrong? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, two years old, and she already knows that, that it's wrong. Mm-hmm. So... God's written his standard upon everyone's heart. So we can know what that standard is. Okay, so yeah, that brings it. Okay, I understand what, definitely what you're saying, but as far as, you know, when you bring in the bring in the topic of judging the heart, you know, it's, of course, I mean, the commandments, do, do you think everybody follows the commandments? We would never know. It's, it's possible, you know, it's not impossible, but, you know, commandments get broken on a daily basis, you know, and, you know, when it comes down to at the judgment that he will judge your heart, you know, heart of every man, every woman here, and, what do you, what do you think? Uh, we'll just go with the yeah, we'll yeah. go with the lying one. Do okay. you think everyone here has told at least one lie? Of course. Uh, <laughs> We're all guilty, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, so I guess I can speak for everybody on that one. You know, so okay. still could be wrong. It's not it's not impossible, man. Yeah. So, do you know what uh, the Bible says happens to those who lie? Um, I remember I did. Uh, Cause I went to LaSalle High School, and I, we did go over this. Um, it's in Revelation. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Old Testament. No, that's Greg, New Testament. Yeah, 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 my bad, my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you may have to go ahead and enlighten me on that one, yeah. Well, uh, Revelation 21.8, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm paraphrasing here, but mm-hmm. essentially it says, All liars will have their part in the lake of fire, which is hell. Mm-hmm. So right there it tells us, you know, the Bible tells us not only what what his standard is, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. but it tells us what the judgment is for breaking his standard. Mm-hmm. So anyone who's broken one lie is considered a liar mm-hmm. by definition. Yeah. Yeah. And based on what the Bible says, everyone deserves to go to hell. That, yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, tough, ain't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Key word in there, yeah, deserve. You know, if you look at it, you know, when laws, you know, when, when, you, when, you, when you commit a theft, you know, you deserve to go to jail. But there's also, and there's other things as well that may prevent you from going to jail, but that's the punishment. You deserve to go to jail because you, you, you stole. But now, you and me, we, we know that there was something that God did so that we could escape going to hell, right? Yeah, yeah. What, what, what did God do for us? Of course, yeah, he died for our sins, you know, and, you know, they on the cross and right. so, so when do you know what do you know what that what was taking place there when jesus died on the cross for us as far as what he's doing for us it, it was basically it was a legal transaction mm-hmm. you know uh imagine you're standing in a courtroom and you're guilty the judge says you have a million dollar fine you got to pay mm-hmm. right now or you're going to jail mm-hmm. if you don't have a million dollars guess what you're going to jail mm-hmm. well someone you don't know comes into the courtroom and pays the fine on your behalf. Mm -hmm. You're free to go. Justice has been served. The fine's been paid. And that's what Jesus did on the cross. You deserve to go to hell. I deserve to go to hell. We all deserve to go to hell. But God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross, Mm -hmm. taking our place, paying our fine Mm -hmm. with his life's blood. Mm -hmm. And he rose on the third day, defeating death and hell. But he also said there's something that has to happen for you to receive that gift of eternal life. Do you remember what that is? It's in John 3. I have to bring that up on Bible study because, you know, that's... What did he say? What did he say? It's not coming to me. John 3. We do talk about John a lot in Bible study. It's a good book, man. So John 3, it says, uh, you must be born again to see the kingdom of God. Mm Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, you need to repent, turn away from your sins, you know, lying, stealing, all that stuff. And you need to put your trust, not just believe that Jesus was real, mm-hmm. but put your trust in him mm-hmm. like you would trust a parachute jumping out of an airplane. Mm-hmm. You know, someone offers you a parachute, you're about to jump out of the plane. You say, oh, yeah, I believe that's a real parachute, mm-hmm. but you jump without it. Mm-hmm. It ain't going to do you any good. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why you trust it. You put it on. Mm-hmm. And that's what Jesus, you know, that's, that's the whole thing with Christianity. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, we're all guilty. You know, not we're not judging other people. We're saying, look, I'm just as guilty as you are. But thanks to God and what he did, mm-hmm. you know, by sending his son Jesus to die on the cross, mm-hmm. and then he rose on, on the third day, mm-hmm. thanks to that, I can escape hell. I can get out of hell. Mm-hmm. I can go to heaven mm-hmm. based on what Jesus did. Mm-hmm. And all I have to do is repent, turn away from my sins, mm-hmm. and put my trust in Jesus Christ. Okay. Of course, yeah, we definitely talk about repent. I mean, yeah, definitely repent is one thing. And you also got to bring it to the, when you talk about belief and definitely trusting. You know, you have to, yeah, you have to, yeah, you don't have to trust them. Like I said, you know, believing and trusting kind of go together. Well, uh, I mean, I'm Jesus gonna, said it in Mark yeah, 115. Yeah, well, when, yeah, when you go back to try to repent, you know, yeah, you, I repent now, but am I still tempted to do it again? You know, well, yeah, absolutely. I'm not, I'm not saying I mean, we're, yeah. we're sinless. Yeah. You know, no, but, you know, when we, we, at, we commit sins on a daily basis, uh, right. according to our, like our subconscious, you know, we just, right. just do things like if it says no profanity, you go around the cussing. I mean, so, I mean, that's we're not really rationalized every single day when we commit sins. So, I mean, that's that's definitely a, that can be an argument within itself. So, well, now, you know, the Bible talks about 
when, when you're born again, God will grant you a new heart with new desires. Mm-hmm. You'll no longer desire to sin, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that you will never sin. Mm-hmm. You just no longer desire to mm-hmm. sin. Yeah. You know, like be- before you were saved, you were probably, you know, loving your sin, just doing, doing whatever you wanted, you know, mm-hmm. sinful, you know, not thinking anything of it. Uh-huh. Now, being, being saved, being born again, mm-hmm. when, whenever you fall into sin, mm-hmm. you're remorseful. Right. You're like, man, I can't believe I just did that. Mm-hmm. And you cry out to God for oh. forgiveness. Yeah. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. You see, that, that's where you see the true repentance is, you know, after you've committed the act, mm-hmm. you're, you're remorseful for the fact that you just did that mm-hmm. because you've just committed a grievous sin against yeah, so God. I, I actually, so what, do you, what, what is your take on re- repentance? You know, so, you know, uh, well, different denominations, you know, they, do, they repent differently. So, like, what, 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 what would be your take on it? Now, if it's only one, it's one book. No, the Holy Bible is only one book. So, why could there be different variations of repentance? So, well, essentially, I, a lot of times I like to use an analogy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, say you want to go into TUC right here. Mm-hmm. You go in the door, uh-huh. and then you realize, you know what? I don't want to be in here. Uh-huh. What do you have to do? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can you repeat it one more time? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, you go into TUC here. Uh-huh. And you realize, I don't want to be in here. What do you do? Oh, yeah. Of course, get out. <laughs> well, do, you, you, you turn around and you go back out the door, right? Yeah. That's repentance. Yeah. You turn away from the way you were going and turn to God. Mm-hmm. Turn away from your sins and turn to God by trusting in Jesus Christ. Lay, lay, lay your sins down and say, you know, I don't, I don't want to do this horrible stuff that's, that's you know, going against God anymore. Mm-hmm. I want to do God's will. I want to turn to Him. Mm-hmm. And I want to be saved mm-hmm. from hell. I don't want to go to hell. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to turn away and I'm going to put my trust in God. Mm-hmm. Put my trust in Jesus. Because He died for me. Mm-hmm. He died for every every lie I've ever told. He died. Mm-hmm. He shed His blood for me. You know? Mm-hmm. that that That's repentance in, in a nutshell. Is you, You're just turning away. Mm-hmm. Turning away from your sin. And then turning to Jesus and putting your trust now, in him. Okay, now what is your take on, you know, understanding that Jesus is the son of God? So, you know, I know, I know people are confused about who is God. You know, if he's the son of God, then who is God? You know, he's, he's the man figure on this earth. So what about, you know, when we talk about heaven, who is God? Because, of course, you know, well, God, uh, and I'm sure I'm going to butcher this, mm-hmm. But God is actually three persons in one being. The Trinity. Right. There's God the Father, God the Son, Jesus, and God the Holy Spirit. Which all represent one. Right. Right. There there are three distinct, co-eternal, co-powerful beings, three persons, but they're all in one. They're all one God. And there is... No analogy that I know of on this earth mm-hmm. to fully explain that. Mm-hmm. That is one of the many mysteries of God. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. he's God. He, he can be as mysterious as he wants to be, I guess. But, uh, yeah, so that essentially is it. God is, uh, je- yes, Jesus is God, but he is also the son of God. Okay. Now, do you know what uh, line in the Bible that says that? Because I'm, I'm still learning about the Bible each and try to, each, I try to every day, but I'm, Unfortunately, I don't open up my Bible every day. Now, do you know what what book that's in is where Jesus says, you know, because, you know, of course, the Son of God, but as far as being God, you know, because I don't know if that remains a mystery or does it say it in the Bible because that's a very, uh, very 
Yeah. It, it doesn't say it, say specifically, you know, Trinity or anything mm-hmm. like that. But from reading the Bible, uh-huh. you come to see uh-huh. that truth. Mm-hmm. You know, that truth is revealed to you. Just like, uh, you know, you never see the, the word, you know, grandfather in the Bible. Mm-hmm. But you see, you know, mm-hmm. someone had a son and then they had a son. So obviously mm-hmm. there's a grandfather. Mm-hmm. But you never see the word grandfather. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's that. But um, also with Jesus, uh John 1 1 is the most notable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the yeah. beginning was the word, the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and there, there's many others, but that's just the most the most well known. Yeah, yeah. Sadly, Emmanuel sounds like many others who profess to be Christian. When their faith is tested, they become walking contradictions. For example, when I asked Emmanuel if he trusted God's word over man's word, he said God's word. But then he wouldn't stand on that position because of his faith in what the world teaches about our origins. When a building isn't built on a firm foundation, it eventually crumbles. And you can see that happening with this young man. Emmanuel didn't have a solid foundation, so he couldn't give sure answers about anything relating to the Christian faith. And we need to make sure that we're reading God's word regularly. How else are we going to know what's true and what God expects of us? Without studying the Bible, we can fall into all kinds of heretical beliefs or false teachings. Second Timothy 2.15 says, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. Emmanuel is coming close to the false doctrine of universalism because he hasn't followed this command. He believes that we've all sinned and deserve hell, which is right, but his comments are leaning towards everyone being saved, even if they aren't Christian. Now, while part of my calling as an evangelist is to evangelize, another responsibility is to equip other believers. So, I attempted to accomplish both tasks while talking with Emmanuel. I began to share the law with him, hoping that he would see his guilty state before God, but I did it in a teaching manner. I was guiding him through a biblical presentation of the gospel. If Emmanuel is saved, I hope that he learned how to share his faith biblically. If he isn't, I hope he paid attention while we talked and got right with God afterwards. Why do I have doubts about Emmanuel's salvation? One reason was due to his justifying sin and not seeing sin as a big deal. If you wrong someone that you love, but have little or no remorse, it's quite possible that you don't love that person as much as you claim. Jesus said, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I tell you? Another red flag went up when Emmanuel began questioning the Trinity. In fact, it's quite possible that he's had some cultic influence, like Jehovah Witnesses or Mormons. And you probably noticed that I used a few analogies while talking with Emmanuel. They're a great way to help make a point, or to explain something that can be difficult to understand. The courtroom scenario is one of my favorites, because it helps people to see just how important it was for Jesus to pay for our sins. It's amazing to see someone's expression change after they hear this analogy, because the cross finally makes sense to them. Another scenario that I like to use is for explaining repentance by comparing it to entering a building, then changing your mind, and going back out the door. Two great ways to help make biblical truth make sense. 
Thank you all for listening. If you have any questions, please visit the website, witnesstalkradio.org. And until next time, the fields are ripe for the harvest. So what are you waiting for? God bless you.